You're listening to the MMA Maniacs with Nick David and Matt Kona. Gabriel Gonzaga here. You're listening to MMA Maniacs. In honor of this live MMAniacs reaction to mm. the blockbuster news, and it is blockbuster news, uh, which headlines that opened up Sports Center, which I don't think news about a fight six months from now or four months from five months from now, opening it up Sports Center in the middle of the NHL and NBA playoffs, pretty big deal. So we're going to open up a big, dirty seltzer can and talk about the sudden announced retirement of Conor McGregor mm. and how that affects UFC 200 and why. <laughs> he opens defiantly. <laughs> uh, so if you go back... If you listen, you, you'd have to pour over the old podcasts, but. And I, well, well, how about, how about we make Paul Landwehr do it? Okay. That could be one of his, uh, sure. We'll make, we'll make Land, listen to all of them and then find the audio of me saying this, me yeah, saying this we, quote, but, me saying this quote right here. And here was my quote. I'm going to get it as close as I can, but I, I'm almost, I'm, sh- I'm almost sure this is like verbatim. It was something like this. Mark my words. Oh. <laughs> mark my words. Can Ma- I finish it? Mark my oh. words. That main event will never happen. Something oh. is going to go wrong. Something is something is going to happen between now and when supposedly McGregor and Nate Diaz. It's such a goofy. The whole idea of it is so goofy and doesn't make any sense that. I was sure that it was never going to happen. So my 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 affirmations have been confirmed uh, okay. by way of Conor McGregor and Dana White and uh, Kavanaugh. <laughs> so. Well, how about this? How about this? And I and I have my own thoughts on Kavanaugh, but instead of jokingly and really making Paul Landwehr find that quote, <laughs> which, by the way. I don't remember you saying, and that that's could be fine because uh, sometimes I've been doing things that Nick Diaz gets suspended for before the podcast. But if anyone can find that quote and they give us the time code, they will win a copy of <laughs> <laughs> the Crippler. He can't give that fucking bar <laughs> book away. Dude, all you have to do is just fucking, just go and put a fucking review. The first person that does it, just go put a review on iTunes. The ver- I've asked for five. I thought that was reasonable. Then I went to three. Yeah, I, thought, I didn't That's agree completely with that. reasonable. I'd pick one of the three. Just the first person that goes to iTunes and says, these guys are great and gives us five stars, 
is getting a fucking copy of that book. Go do it right now, and you'll own the book. We're going to send it to you. It won't cost you any money. We're going to put it in the no mail. Money. We're going to send it to your house. It's going to be free of charge. You're going to get a copy of, of Chris Lieben's book. Do it right now. Go do it right now, this moment. As you're hearing these words come out of my mouth, stop listening to the podcast. Put it on pause. Set down your iPad, your uh. iPhone, your Walkman, whatever it is you're listening to this podcast on Walkman. It sounds like this you, is a fun, this get, is like a fundraiser. This is my fundraiser voice. This is my NPR voice. Put down whatever you're doing. Go to iTunes and fucking tell us, tell everyone how great we are. Or not. <laughs> or not. Or just okay. sit there and go, somebody would go do it sometime. No, just leave the time code for the Christmas, for the, uh, whatever. Uh, uh, I, I never, I I never thought that this... To, wait, wait, time Go out. ahead. Time out. Go ahead. And, okay. I, I don't want to argue if you said that or not, because it's, it, that's a totally reasonable prediction as well, because we know with these big fights being announced so far in advance... How many change? I mean, look at UFC 197, which is coming up this weekend. That card has drastically changed since it was right. first announced. Look at last which, weekend's, oh, by look the at way, last weekend's was, card. <laughs> look at how many fights we lost in yeah. last weekend's card. <laughs> right. Yeah. And absolutely. this coming week's card, of course. Um, uh, so, I, but I, what I thought you were going to say was, I've said this because you prefaced it by saying it's something you've said all the time. Was Conor McGregor's going to take Dana White's job because this could that, have a trickle-down effect? I think that's true too. Uh, listen, I don't think this fight was ever going to happen. I don't think the fight was ever going to happen. I think the UFC knew it. Here's my prediction. Here's my prediction. They've been in negotiations with GSP the entire time, trying to get him on 200, and. You're going to hear an announcement in the next two weeks that's going to be GSP, who knows? Does he go right to Lawler? I don't know. It's going to be his return fight. That's going to be the main event. That's the main event they always wanted. It's my computer. Well, this is my, there's this no is way my, to This prove. is my chemtrail bullshit. Come on, it's my it's my UFC chemtrails. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> I don't think it's the, I don't think it's the main event they've always wanted. GSP versus Robbie Lawler because before GSP McGregor came on, GSP was the biggest draw that ever was in the UFC. Before McGregor right. came along, GSP was the biggest draw ever, and his return. No, no, no. no. Ronda Rousey was bigger before McGregor. Was okay, there. So, so okay, fine. Before either of those two came along, GSP was the biggest thing ever. He was the biggest box office draw. So, his return to the octagon would be bigger, much bigger than McGregor Diaz. Much bigger. Right. There have been stories out saying that they are have been speaking with each other, but the Reebok deal and GSP's endorsements from Under Armour is one of the things that's holding it up. Right. But now I feel like it's going to be even muddier because with Conor McGregor being pulled from the card, that's important to note. UFC Dana White came on Sports Center the night 
that we are recording this on April 19th and announced that the UFC have pulled Conor McGregor from the card. After, and that was their response to his retirement tweet. But they also said that they that he had. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm, like here, I'm to... here. I'm here. I was just fixing. I know, but I need to like mute your microphone. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um. So. I lost my train of thought. Excuse me. UFC have announced that they pulled McGregor from the card. McGregor didn't say he's not fighting on the card. He announced his retirement and said, "Thank, thank you for, the, for the money." Thanks for the cheese. Yeah. Right. See us. Got it. Yeah. I, I don't believe any yeah. of that. I don't think anybody believes any of that. If if he's going to retire, what is he, 27? He's going to retire now when he's at his prime, making yeah. the most money anybody's ever made as a mixed martial artist. That's the stupidest fucking thing on planet Earth. Nobody believes that he's retiring. Nobody believes it. It's a bunch of fucking hogwash. You know it. I know it. Anybody that has oh. anybody that has a, a, a above a fucking forty IQ can ascertain what kind of nonsense that is. Oh, I'm the biggest draw that's ever happened in, in mixed martial arts what? ever. Bigger than Fedor, bigger than <laughs> bigger than Brock Lesnar, bigger than GSP. I'm the biggest thing that's ever happened to mixed martial arts. I'm just going to walk away from it after a couple of big fights. Nope. <laughs> Not gonna happen. I'm sure he could. He could, he could live. From, he could live. I'm sure he could live comfortably. Away. I'm sure he could live comfortably Please. on. You the, have to look at the computer. It's. I'm sure he could live comfortably on the money that he's made so far in the UFC for the rest of his life. But you and I both know that he's not doing that. So. That's all. But you <laughs> That's said all I have, I have a problem with you saying he's walking away from. Okay, are, are we on like a? I don't know. There must be there must be some type delay here. Yeah, there must be some kind of delay because I feel like we're. T I, th I feel like I'm talking over you and I'm not meaning to. Okay, I'm, so, I'm gonna. So you go. Just go ahead. Put my hand up. <laughs> okay, uh, that's I, good. That's good. Put your hand up. That's like you have the card. <laughs> like I'm a fifth grade teacher, but. Uh, it's not walking away from mixed martial arts at the top of the game. He's right now in a stare down with the UFC to see who will blink first. Right, because I agree. No one. Uh, Nick Diaz got pulled from a his fight with GSP. It was referenced on the same Dana White announcement on Sports Center. For not wanting to go to the press conference. Right. Called it a fashion show, a beauty pageant. McGregor didn't want to travel back to America while training in Iceland to promote a fight that he doesn't have to promote because that's what the UFC wants him to do because he's this centerpiece. But you and I both know that you just said it. He is at the top of the game. He. This is a fight that he literally has to do nothing to promote. Right. He's he's except get his mind and his body ready for it in the same way that you're not going to see Ronda Rousey going on the Tonight Show to promote her comeback fight. You're not going to see her going on Good Morning America or co-hosting The View to promote her comeback fight because she's going to be training to fight in the same way that. 
McGregor had been approaching this rematch, and that's what he said. That was his reason. He didn't want to leave Iceland and and be a part of the same movie shoot bullshit that he went through with Aldo the first time, only to have Aldo pull after it was all done. And they even scrapped an entire. Still, I don't think that they on unair- that they aired it on the way to 194, but they did a one of those bad blood specials that the UFC has produced before that's on Fight Pass, such as Tito Ortiz Dana White boxing match that never happened. <laughs> right. um, but I'm just saying that that's what this is. It's of course nobody thinks that he wants to retire and he's choosing to retire because he has money already. It's a fight between him and the UFC to will he bend to their, I'm the boss, you're the employee. And to quote uh, an MM, a possible future MMA journalist of the year and the host of uh, Knuckle Up, Eugene S. Robinson, I don't know if he's quoting something else because he's a, I've looked up the quote and I can't find it anywhere. So I think it's one of his own phrases, but... No man weighs more than Russia, and Conor McGregor is the man, and UFC is Russia. And it's probably a fight that he can't win because the UFC has a point, but McGregor thinks that he could do whatever he wants to do. So he's still under contract with the UFC. That's not going to change. It's not like he's going to take McGregor promotions and have uh, an unsanctioned fight at Croke Park against Jose Aldo if Jose Aldo decides to leave the UFC because he's pissed with the USADA, he's pissed with the Reebok deal, he can't wear his Venom in there. I mean, will Ireland even sanction MMA after what happened last weekend, which was a death post-fight that coincidentally was a teammate of Conor McGregor's who was in the fight, who defeated the man who later died from brain injuries. But McGregor watched it all. McGregor watched it all cage side. He was there for that. Ariel Holwani brought it up on a a video chat on MMA fighting immediately today. Uh, Yeah, I read read what McGregor said about it, and it's uh, it was a. It was very nice what he had to say. I mean, it's, you know, it's hard to find something nice that in this whole thing, but it's, you know, it's somebody chasing their dream, somebody trying to better their life and try to do something for themselves and their family. And it's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. It's a very, very unfortunate thing. And he was, uh, I know he was, McGregor said he was real bummed out about it. And I can't imagine any, human being that has any kind of <laughs> feeling in their body would not <laughs> be bummed right. about it. It's it's a very easily something that's that's not hard to be bummed out about. <laughs> yeah. And but so if you're in McGregor's shoes and this happens because he died what this past Monday. It happened Sunday overnight in Ireland into Monday for us here and you have to go to Las Vegas less than a week later and start doing photo shoots, pairing off against this guy who just beat you. I mean, the story is the rematch. The story is Conor McGregor 
wanted this rematch and the UFC gave it to him. I don't think that it's going to bring more. These ads are going to help bring that many more eyes to it. They need to just rerun the tape of last time. And you're such a McGregor. Music. You're such a fucking McGregor fanboy. <laughs> I get it from. Go ahead. No, no, what, no, really. Like, what did I say that was being fanboy about him? I'm saying. Well, that, just I'm that, saying that just they that don't that even you're, need you're to saying, use him. I'm not giving him an excuse not for showing up. I'm just saying that he has a point. What is he mm. going to do? He's not going to be doing mm. his cocky shit talking because he was defeated. He was choked the fuck out. What's he going to say? Uh, well, it's not going to happen again. Like, he has no. He just saw a man die in the ring. Does he really want to go play these games in front of Las Vegas? Like, no. All he, the same thing as Ronda Rousey. Like, he just has to get to training, and that's what he's doing. I wasn't saying anything. If anything, I was saying the UFC could exploit it and just show the video of him losing last time and say the rematch. Like, that's all they need. But. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with what, uh, I mean, everybody has to do press. That's everybody's job has to do it. When Rhonda makes her comeback fight, she's going to be doing all that press that you say she's not doing. She's going to be doing maybe not all of that, but some of it for sure. She has to. Some she, is different than all, though. And, and I'm not, and, and this is, yes, in, a part of it. I'm just saying on the, as a popular, from a popularity standpoint, neither Rhonda nor McGregor really needs to do any promotion because what are they going to say? It's a rematch of a loss. They're both coming off losses. And the story of fan favorites coming off losses is that they want to win. So they don't need to get on well, talk But the shows story is always what have you done to what have you done to better yourself to make sure that loss doesn't happen again. And so that's that's yeah, always that's, that's always the, the entry. What's that? But that's shown the night of the fight. Nobody, Chris Weidman isn't going to go on Stephen Colbert and he'll be like, I hear you're working on your jujitsu. And he says, yeah, I'm going to try to bend his elbow back. That's not, they're, what they're working on, they're keeping to themselves if it's a new game plan to show what's going to change. They're not promoting what in new things they've done unless it's clear they went to a new camp or they're working with a, a new head coach. Well, the, you hear the, you hear similar stories over and over again. You hear, well, I, I had to clear my mind and I had all these things going on or I had a nagging injury and that was, that was the, one of the big reasons that I had the loss or, um, you know, I had my, my grandfather died and my mind wasn't in the game. Or I was in a bad, I was in a bad situation. The place that I trained at wasn't healthy. And so I moved. There's always some sort of little story. But that's story. not the case for either of these two. Right. But you just have to hear whatever their story is, whatever their story is. Rhonda's story is going to be, uh, you know, I have to, I, I, I had to, I had to come to terms with my own fucking ego. I had to come to terms with my own ego because I felt like I was indestructible. That's going to be her story. <laughs> her story is her story is that I decided I was going to fucking stand up with a world-class boxer and make very little attempt to take down a world-class boxer and I I decided that because I had knocked out some 
very notable, you know, when she knocked out Betch Cohea, it was supposed to be the best kind of stand-up person she was up against, and she knocked her out in the first however long. That shit kind of shit goes to her head, and then everyone's around her telling her, you're the best, you're the best, you're the best thing that's ever happened, you're unstoppable, you're amazing. And she has that whole, everyone around her, all her training partners, her significant other, her, the only person that's giving her the straight dope is her mother, <laughs> you know, her mother's trying to hopefully can get some, you know, make a little bit of, uh, talk a little bit of sense to her in that regard. But that's, I feel like that's going to be her story. That's going to be her story when she comes well, back. Well, her story is already out. She already went on Ellen and talked about her story. So she's not promoting, but she's also coming off of a head kick knockout, not a neck submission. So she is definitely out for close to a year. It's been nothing announced officially, but it's looking like November, possibly at Madison Square Garden. There's a reason that a, a notable New York, uh, sorry, non-New York native was at the official signing that the governor made to officially pass the bill from a few weeks prior. But uh, So what do you think happens? What do you think happens with Nate Diaz? Do you think Nate Diaz is still main eventing UFC no, 200? No, he's, okay. not, he's not main. He's, there's nothing interesting enough about Nate Diaz except for the fact that he beat Conor McGregor. There's nothing main eventy enough about him. He came from being kind of the UFC's whipping boy to stepping up uh and 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 doing this this fight and, and then winning and uh, and then that's the that's the notoriety that he's gotten is from that fight so if you take out the other part of that fight which is McGregor which is the reason that 90% of the people would be watching uh in in relationship to that fight then who do you put in there that's going to be you can't there's nobody there's nobody that's equally as interesting in that maybe GSP yeah, maybe GSP yes maybe if maybe that's the fight maybe that's the only way i could see Nate Diaz keeping the main event is just if GSP came out and then those two are the main event that i could see okay but i don't now, see any, okay. who else who else do you could you possibly see stepping into uh to warrant being a main event over two other title fights. <laughs> oh no, no, no one, no one. I mean, I was, I was sort of asking you that, hoping that you would make the GSP uh, connection there right, because okay. that, is that the main event? Because do you want? Do we want to prove that the guy that was the big draw before Ronda and before Connor? It would be just as still big or, feasible or, enough. So I, that's what I'm saying. Would GSP? If he wasn't fighting Robbie Lawler, which I don't think he is, I think Robbie Lawler is going to fight Tyron Woodley. Uh, would GSP versus Nate Diaz then be the main event, almost as a thumb your nose at Connor for pulling this be shit? Because it could be because that the return of GSP is bigger than either of those title fights. The return of you, oh, could, yeah. put, you could put a fucking mop bucket on the other side of the octagon from him and he'll still be the main event it's the gsp show and that and okay. that if that happened that would be it would be a bigger 200 than it would with mcgregor at the helm 
if it was if it if 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 it goes down if they sign GSP and he fights Nate Diaz and that stays the main event that UFC 200 will be bigger than it would have been if it stayed the same. Okay, then if it stayed without GSP on it, yeah. right? If it stayed McGregor Diaz as the main event and GSP wasn't involved in the fight at all in the in the UFC 200 at all. It would be a. It's going to be a bigger event with GSP because that's a bigger story than watching McGregor fight Nate Diaz again. Watching GSP come back into the game is a much bigger story, and we'll have much but more much more people tuning in. But I I disagree because I think that in the last few years since GSP left, the UFC has gotten so much more popular throughout the world. That there are people, they hear GSP, they've seen the countless replays of a fight that most of them, if they saw it, probably think that Johnny Hendricks won. Yeah. I, and that's I, the one that, that he had, that he went away. So that's everyone's last memory of GSP. And the UFC and MMA have changed a very lot in that time. And I'm not just saying in popularity in Ireland specifically. Because I know Canada is a big enough country as well. They might even be comparable in uh, population because Canada is mostly along the U.S. border. But I'm just saying that it, to argue that is not something I'm interested in because how can we tell? The only way we could tell is if no, we who knows? It's just, it's just, it's just speculative. I, it, it's impossible. Right. You could never do it. But you would have to have I a time machine. To... You'd have to have a time machine and be able to run the two events and then go back and see how they went. You'll never know. Uh, it's it's just it's just so, speculatory to me. That's all. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I'm just saying what I, I think of how of how uh, how popular I think that that fight would be. Okay, and I'm just saying I want to talk about poss- real possibilities for this card. Who, if GSP doesn't fight Nate Diaz, if he's not on the card at all, Nate Diaz is still on the card. Who do you put him against? Do you put him against Cowboy Cerrone? Yeah, and it's like maybe not even the main card anymore. Yeah. Well, I think they would have to keep it still on the main card. Maybe not. No, maybe it's the main. Maybe that's the main fight of the of the of the undercard of the prelims. But I don't. That's not. That's not an exciting enough fight to keep on the main event. It's it, listen. Oh no! I'm not. No, no. Ex, it's not going to be a main event. Okay, it's not it, going to be a fucking main event. Okay, but you mentioned the two cards underneath it, the two title fights, and I think that if this McGregor thing plays out, then what happens to the male fight, title fight? Is it still the interim featherweight championship, or is it now? The undisputed featherweight championship, hmm. the vacant featherweight championship. Well, that's interesting. That's I hadn't thought of that either. That's an interesting. Uh, that's an interesting thought as well. I mean, I, I would. I would. I'm ninety nine percent sure that it would stay, the interim, because the, the way Dana White left it off was that they still have a good working relationship with Conor McGregor and they plan on working with him in the future. And so in order to do that, they would have to uh, not strip him of his belt. Cause I think that that would cause a lot more issues than I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 
So I don't. I, it's a good thought. It's an interesting thought, but I I would I think they probably will keep it at the interim level, unless it you know, unless it really comes to blows and they go. Connor goes. No, I'm definitely retiring. I'm done. Which I really would have a very hard time swallowing that pill. The same. As soon as I saw the tweet, I didn't. I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. Shut up. Nobody believes that. Stop it. <laughs> stop stop wasting everybody's time. You're better than that. <laughs> you're better but than that tweet. No, but Nick, you're it's not like he posted that uh, as to, to to play a joke on anyone. It's clearly a, a tactic that he doesn't want to play ball with the UFC. So it's not like he's trying to get one over on the fans or the Twitter friends or followers or what have you. Uh, Which is it's dramatic. just part of the game. <laughs> of course it's over, dramatic. Over dramatic. It's <laughs> fucking dramatic. It's not just dramatic. It's dramatic because it's the age-old fighter versus promoter clash. And they're clashing over things and something's got to give. But that something is almost surely not going to be Conor McGregor fighting on UFC 200. So now, this is what I'm asking you. Say that say that you're wrong about GSP, and I'm wrong because this is something that I think, I think the GSP is going to fight on it too. And I think, I think that it's still going to be Nate Diaz. Even though Nate Diaz has said that GSP is a Nick Diaz fight, they've already fought. It happened. Right. It's, it's so like Nate was going to fight a big superstar in the main event. So why don't why not keep that main event? Because there's no way in fucking hell that Misha Tate, Amanda Nunez headlines this, no. or Jose no Aldo, or Jose Aldo, Frankie Edgar. Even if it is for the say they strip McGregor or McGregor vacates it in his retirement. Right. If he files retirement papers, which I don't even know if there's a, a, <laughs> that's a, a thing, thing you could do. I know <laughs> there papers. isn't. Yeah. So I've submitted it, my retirement it, papers. <laughs> right. And, and, and his letter of resignation, and if that automatically made the belts open again and not the UFC taking it from him, uh, I, that still in no way headlines the main event at uh, UFC 200. So I think what they're holding out on is or what they're really hoping for is John Jones wa- either walks through Open St. Prue or maybe in the week between now between now and, and then the fight gets canceled. Open St. Prue backs out, and then John Jones Open doesn't Prue have a fight. Out, not Open so not Open St. Prue backs out, but John Jones pulls out so we can fight in UFC 200 right. against DC. But that's probably not going to happen. That it's only going to be... happen if he walks through St. Prue. And I, I don't... I mean, I think that's probably going to happen. But I don't know. Who knows? It's been over a year. I don't think he's going to lose to... I think he's going to come back so hard. I think that dude's going to come back so hard. I think he's going to come back scarier than we've ever seen him. I'm scared for motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm scared for Oven St. Prue. I think that dude's gonna get fucking murdered. And I'm, and I'm an OSP fan. I, I think he's a good fighter. I, you know, I, I, I enjoy his fights. I, I like that Patrick Cummings fight. Um, 
even the you know the Ryan Bader fight was an interesting fight, even though he lost it. Uh, he's had some really good fights in the UFC. I, I like OSP, but he's, he's not he's, he's not on John Jones level, and nobody is. Nobody is. No. Well, nobody OSP is. is I, I want to see. I want to see. I want to see Jones come back and do what McGregor claims he could do, and I want to see Jones come back and wipe out the light heavyweight division, and just just wipe it clean to where there's no doubt there's you're all fighting for second place here nobody's fighting for first place you're all fighting for second place because nobody's getting it and as soon as that happens and he clears that division out puts on that extra 40 pounds that he's walking around with right now because he's walking around at 245 puts that back on and then starts taking apart the heavyweight division. Well, I, I don't. The heavyweight division is still the craziest division because anything can happen. He right. could get hit by a knuckle by one of these giants, and that doesn't make him the worst guy. That's why it's so hard at the top to even determine the contenders, especially after that uh, heavyweight fuck fest in Croatia. No, Who knows what's going on? There are no, <laughs> there's almost no prospects. There's one guy under 30 in the entire top 15. And he's a guy that may not be in the top 15 very much longer, but, uh, I hope that John Jones goes up there too. He's pretty much just one Anthony Rumble Johnson away from clearing out the division. I guess you could throw in OSP, well, especially because I they're fighting this weekend. But he might have unfinished business in rematches with Gustafsson. I think or you have Cormier. to. I think you have to revisit that stuff because he's been gone so long. I don't think you can. I don't think ah. you can. Uh, you can use his past uh, victories uh, as cleaning out the division. I think he has to start. Well, obviously, he's starting with a leg up on everyone. He left the champion. He never lost, really. His one lone loss was not a loss. It was a fight in which he was fucking murdering a dude. Uh, yeah. And so, the and the only other fight the you know that you could consider he may have lost was the Gustafsson fight. But I think he has to go through and clean it out again. He has to do... Gustafson and DC and Rumble Johnson and once he gets those three or three or maybe four fights, maybe Texera, maybe if maybe Texera comes in and ah, and fights Rumble Johnson, maybe maybe Texera fights Rumble Johnson, know. knocks out Rumble Johnson, then he's the dude. Then he has to, you know. So yeah. after three but, or four fights, but. that's that's the cleaning out of the division. I don't think it's going to be one or two fights, and then he, he just lives off of the the past glories that he had. He has to go through and clean out the top five guys, and then he can then he can move up to heavyweight. That's my my well, thought on it. I disagree. I think he if any. I mean, I guess because he's fighting St. Pru, uh, I I would say he has three fights after St. Pru. And that's Johnson, DC, and Gustafsson. I don't think he has, to, unless Teixeira can knock out Rumble Johnson in in easy fashion, like he did with Rashad Evans, which we haven't even got into. No, I know. Haven't Tampa. Even talked about that, which was a uh, really good card. Uh, yeah, ended up having a, a lot of fun fights. We saw the return of Habib, and but the fight against. Glover to Shara John Jones the first time 
was a slaughter. I know right. it went to decision, but Teixeira would have to beat those same top three, I think, that you just mentioned in order to earn that rematch, in my opinion. But, yeah. um, and, and I don't think John Jones is interested in staying along enough to revisit that, which was fairly said and done earlier. Teixeira can be interim champion or fight for interim championship against someone else uh, coming up. But um, I don't know. So the early prediction, John Jones steamrolls OSP. And I think maybe the UFC waits a week or so to announce. Maybe they delay the press conference that's supposed to be on Friday because of this McGregor thing. And they want to see how it plays out. Because right, he's going to have to come in and knock out OSP in the first round and not take any damage at all. If yeah. that happens, then maybe we'll see him at two hundred. I think that's yeah. the I think that's the only way we see him at two hundred is if he he comes in there and gets a guillotine choke on him like he did Shogun Hua and puts him to sleep in the first five minutes, and, and then maybe we'll see him at at two hundred. But if it's any kind of drawn out fight, if it goes five rounds, if he takes any damage if it's a if it's a tough fight which i don't foresee it being i mean i I was watching some of st prue's other fights and he has he definitely has a limited gas tank so yeah he's not he can't he doesn't he doesn't have the gas tank that uh, that john jones has or that he had when he left because who knows where it is right now i imagine it's going to be better than it ever was but who knows you never know. And when a guy's dropping and, forty pounds to, to to get to to fight weight, that's a that's a lot of fucking weight. And if you saw those Instagram posts, his body before and after he started powerlifting and working out in the time he's been off, uh, he looks jacked. His muscles are like crazy. He had no muscles before, right. in comparison. I know he was a strong and powerful, long, lean dude, but. He looks pretty ripped, and but he'll, he'll still have to be careful. I wonder if anything about those chicken legs. <laughs> well, he'll still have to be careful the way that he fights because of the same uh, differential in weight. If you're not used to fighting at a certain speed, you may end up getting those muscles might be tired sooner. But he has had quite a lot of time to train, hopefully, but not at his actual cut weight, but in the, at a... At the, with the 40, extra 40s and walking around with. Yep. But uh, it's still one thing to, to look out for uh, at one on, at 197 this weekend. Uh, do you think that there's an upside in the flyweight division? Do you think Cejudo pulls uh, it off? I think if anybody has a chance in the flyweight division to dethrone Mighty Mouse Johnson, it's Henry Cejudo. His stand-up looks really good, and his wrestling is better than anybody's wrestling in the UFC. Pound for pound, he's the best wrestler in the UFC. He's better than DC. He's better than Patrick Cummings. Uh, I can't think of any other super notable wrestlers that would even come close to being mentioned in the same breath as him. That guy is the real fucking deal. And he, Johnson's so fast. That's the only thing is Johnson is so goddamn fast. And they move so quickly in that division. Uh, you know, his, maybe his, maybe he won't be able to defend the takedowns, but maybe he's really been working on his, his getting back up. 
And that's a whole different game. The takedown game is a whole different game from keeping your guy on the ground. So you can hit get a guy that can hit 10 takedowns, but if he can't keep you down, it doesn't mean shit. You get those takedowns, the judges score them, and then you move on. But that's that's the the only way he's going to beat. He's not going to beat him on his feet. He's not fast enough to beat Mighty Mouse Johnson on his feet. His his stand-up looks really good. His last few fights, really nice-looking stand-up. He's really come a long way. He's put a lot of work in, and... He, you know, he's done all the footwork to, to be a good striker, a competent striker, a striker that is on the level with the other strikers in the UFC. He's done the footwork to do that, but he's not on, uh, Mighty Mouse Johnson's level as far as striking goes. So his, his, the way he can win the fight is by taking him down and his ground and pounds nasty. His ground and pounds real nasty. If he can, if he can get on top of him and grind it out on him, he can win it. But I don't think he can hold Johnson down. I think Johnson's too wiry. I think he's too fast. Uh, I think he's going to pop back up. I think, uh, do I think Cejudo's going to take him down? Fuck yes. Do I think he's going to take him down five times? Yeah. Ten? Maybe? <laughs> he's going to take him down. He's going to be, he's going to be put on his back in this fight. Johnson is. But I think he's going to pop right back up. I don't think Cejudo's going to be able to hold him down. Cause that's not a wrestling game. The same way it is in MMA and jiu-jitsu. It's not as an innate thing for a wrestler to know. Um, so. So you're not predicting it. Oh, uh, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I, man, I don't know. I don't, th- I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Mighty Mouse Johnson is going to gut it out. I think Mighty Mouse Johnson is going to get a decision. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough fight for both of them. Um, and I think he's going to be put on his back a lot, but I don't think he's going to be able to stay down there, and I think he's going to accumulate more strikes. And I think what it's going to come down to is the judges are going to have to weigh the strikes from Johnson versus the takedowns of Cejudo. <laughs> I think those are going to be the two deciding factors in the fight. Uh, yeah. So. That's my wow. my prediction. I, I, you know, I, I think about it. I, I've gone back and forth on this a lot because I I look at Cejudo and I go, "Who the fuck is going to stop that dude?" It's, it's the same kind of it's the same kind of way that I look at Habib Nurmagomedov. Like, who in the fuck is going to stop that dude? Who's going to stop that dude? And I go, Mighty Mouse Johnson. Yeah, Mighty Mouse Johnson can can shut him down. Mighty Mouse Johnson can pop back up. Mighty Mouse Johnson can get out from underneath him and and outstrike him on the feet for sure. So, um. well, interesting, interesting uh, stat facts of, about this that might come as a surprise to to you is Henry Cejudo is actually uh, in the striking game landed his slight advantage in strikes landed significant strikes landed per minute. Interesting. And, and he has a a much less uh, a much lower takedown accuracy than Demetrius Johnson. But Interesting. Cejudo, Interesting. But, yeah, but Cejudo has defended one hundred percent of his uh, takedowns attempted on him. Right. Of course. But that I don't know. Maybe we'll see that. one of those things like we saw with with Jones Cormier, where our fucking Jones out wrestled this crazy Olympic wrestler. <laughs> 
I mean, that was that was the nuttiest thing about that whole fight for me was the two. And Jones had never been taken down until DC took right. him down. That's what I'm well, saying is that what, that's what we might see with Johnson yeah. Cejudo like that. He might be the Johnson might be the first guy because that guy has a he has the same battery when he starts the fight as when he ends it. It's the same battery. The battery has not diminished at all. There's been no power left. When you look up at the top of the cell phone, it says 100% battery life at the beginning of the fight. At the end of the fight, it still says 100% battery life. There's no, that guy is the same speed. He never stops. He never slows down. He never shows any signs of, of wear and tear. So, uh, if, he might be able to wear Cejudo down and get a takedown like Jones did with Cormier. Jones wore him down and got him to the point where he was gassed and and he was able to get those takedowns on him. So, wow, we'll see, we'll see what happens. That would be that'd be real interesting. It'd be real interesting if if Mighty Mouse Johnson could wear him down and then get a takedown on and get on top of him and pound him out. That'd be real yeah. interesting. Or he might knock uh, him out. He might knock him out. I Fucking Dotson, he, man. Dotson, that was <laughs> last, oh, the last weekend. That was great. That was a, that was oh, great. Uh, really good. The, the fight pass was really good. Michael Chiesa, my God. Oh, yeah. Man, that is so impressive to me. It's he so submitted Im- Benil Darius with a rear naked jaw choke, pretty much. He just, like, crushed his jawbone and didn't even get under the chin. And first person to ever submit. A uh, high-level Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, such as Benil Darius. So, and I, Michael Chiesa kind of called out Tony Ferguson after the fight. I like that. I like that a yeah, lot. Yeah, that's a good fight. That's a real good fight. That's a real good fight. I, I mean, I I called the fight for Darius because of his Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, because I thought that Chiesa was going to do his ground game, which he does. And uh, and Darius was going to have the upper hand there, so uh, that's why that's why I picked Darius for the fight. So got kudos to Mike Chiesa. I just that guy keeps getting better and better. I mean, I was a fan from day one. I watched that whole season of The Ultimate Fighter, and I I liked him through the whole season. I enjoyed him. I was happy for his him to win the thing. I thought he deserved it. I've been a fan of his the whole time. Uh, you, you know, I've doubted him a few times. Since he won the Ultimate Fighter, and I keep getting proven wrong, uh, and this one was so such an impressive. I was so happy to be proven wrong. It was so impressive because that is a really tall order. I mean, it's not right. on the it's not on the level of like submitting Damian Maya, which would be the fucking Earth would split open, and <laughs> you know that would be the end of days it would the, the raining of frogs the earth splitting open volcanoes uh man lays with beast uh on and on and on whatever the end of times would be is if someone got their hand wrapped around Damian Maya's neck and choked him out uh so it's not that level but it's it's pretty fucking impressive Darius is a really, really high-level black belt. He's not a. He's not a. They're all different kinds of black belts, and I've rolled with a lot of different types of black belts. And there are black belts. I mean, I've never had a black belt that I had any kind of advantage over. Uh, I mean, I've tapped some before, but it's you know, 
it's the one time out of the 40 times they would tap me out. <laughs> so it's not, uh, but I mean, there are very different types of black belts. The guy, um, by the way, I'm, I didn't tell you this, but I'm going to Dubai next week. I'm going oh, to, really? Yeah, I'm going to Dubai. I'm going to visit my instructor. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. And he's the baddest motherfucker I've ever rolled with. And I've rolled with some bad, bad dudes. And he makes me feel like I have zero knowledge about jujitsu. He makes me feel like a complete infant when I do when I roll with him, and I'm a fairly competent jujitsu player, <laughs> but rolling with him is insane. It's like having a Mack truck stuck on stuck on top of your chest. So I'm excited to go. So rolling with a guy like him, and then there's there are other black belts we roll with, and you go, You're, he's not that guy. It isn't that guy, <laughs> right? So. So, yeah, so, so Dardush is a is a really high level black belt, and to be able to submit a guy like that is a super impressive thing. So, uh, and in an unconventional way, which I thought was very innovative, and just showed he was cra- he's a crafty guy and uh, a, a big threat on the mat. But okay, I lost a, of- I lost a jujitsu tournament like that. Where uh, oh really? Yeah, oh, the guy man. the guy had a rear naked choke on me, but I tucked my chin and. But my jaw just kept, kept just my bottom, the bottom of my jaw just kept moving to the left, moving to the left, moving to the left. My head was staying still, but my bottom of my jaw just kept moving over and moving over and over, moving over. And I, I, I tried to gut it out. The guy was so strong. It's such a gnarly grip. And I, I finally had to tap. And for two years, the whole right side of my face was numb. For two whole years of my life, I had no feeling in the side of my face because I because I was trying to gut that tap out, but it was it was gnarly. So I felt for Darius when it happened. Uh, I mean, I saw his. It looked like it looked like it looked like he was caught in some type of mechanism that was not going to release. It looked like he his jaw was going to come off of his head. If yeah. you rewatch that, if you rewatch that and rewatch the replay when it's when it slows down and you see how his head was compressed and yeah. and, and just pinned into his chest and his jaw was just being slowly fucking torn off, he had to tap. He, his jaw was going to be broken. Oh yeah. I mean, it was that was a nasty, nasty thing. And for, I mean, he's a gutter man. He's a real dude. He's a real legit black belt. He's not gonna yeah. fucking tap unless his jaw's kind of coming off the side of his head. So, kudos to Mike Kiesa once again. That was such an impressive victory. That whole card was good. I I I, I like that whole card. It it was funny because it wasn't on paper. It didn't look like the best card, and the fact that it, we kept losing fights, and the main event changed, and all of the issues that came up with that fight. Uh, it on paper it didn't look like the best card, but it really turned out there were some some real impressive fights. So. Um, did you? All, I thought did you, Cub Swanson looked impressive in oh his yeah, return. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Cub Swanson well. looked great. Yeah. Uh, Ponzanibo knocking out Court McGee was uh, that was tough to watch. Court McGee is uh, he had been talking about it was actually his ten year anniversary of sobriety yeah. and getting taking that fight on short notice, but uh, Dodson marking uh, just. 
just marking up Zamburian with just such a flurry of punches. And now he's ranked 10th in the in his newly rejoined bantamweight division. <laughs> Dude, and, if you and, watch the slow motion replay of Dodson hitting him, it looks faster than the real-time replays of other guys hitting people in that yeah. same situation. It was like the slow motion, and it was still going. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. But the scary thing is, the scary thing is that in his last fight, he looked slow compared to DJ. So. uh, Right, right. That's That's the funny thing, right? Yeah. Um. uh, We had Ferreira defeat uh, Olawonge Bangbos. In Bangbos' first ever decision. But yeah, the fight of the night, you mentioned Fight Pass, the first fight that the longest, hardest to pronounce names of the card <laughs> just, just tore it up. It was Zaleski Dos Santos defeating Ahmed, Akhmedov by KO three minutes into round three. Uh, yeah, that was a really good fight. Excellent card. So, but looking ahead, let, let's just go down the lineup for UFC 197, and then we'll talk about Bellator Koreshkov versus Henderson. Uh, yeah, I also wanted to, I wanted to talk about here. a little bit about the uh, risen that happened this last weekend. There was a couple of oh yeah, days. I did I did not watch the first ever tag team grappling match. Okay, but well, here's uh, um, I'll give you the the synopsis of it. Um, the uh, Whenever one person tagged out, the other person tagged out. So it was always okay. Sakuraba versus Vanderlei. It was never either of them versus either of one of their counterparts. And the, um, I can say almost unequivocally that the, the, uh, tag team partners were admonished to not finish each other. I can uh. I can almost unequivocally say it. There were several things that were like grappler places where you're like that guy wouldn't put his foot there. That guy would not miss that opportunity. That looks very they look like they're engaging very softly. They're not they're not full it's not full engagement here. They're they're trying to put on a show. There were a couple of there were a couple of scramble exchanges that were just too fluid and neat. You know, yeah. it was like okay. it, it was very first of all, the whole thing went to a draw. The whole thing went to a draw. Of course. But of course. here's what I'll say. The uh, uh, Sakuraba versus Vanderlei, it looked like they were really fighting, but it was very boring. It was mostly on the feet. It was mostly uh, fighting for a takedown. It was um, it was it was mostly just, that was just that. Uh, the other two guys really grappled, but they weren't trying to finish each other. It was the whole idea was they wanted to see the finish happen between. It was just a it was just a way to give those guys a break. <laughs> it was a way yeah. to do. It was a way to create something with this kind of circus fucking attitude that Japan is notorious for, notorious for, and create this kind of circus atmosphere around this fight, but also. The the smart part of it was it gave these two older fighters a break. It gave them the opportunity to sit back for five minutes, take a breath, chill out, wait for their wait for the prescribed amount of time to go by, and their partner to tap them back in. Uh, so that was my take on that. It was it was, was kind of goofy. Da- uh, Darren Cruikshank made his 
debut um, in that. I didn't see the fight, but I heard that he won uh, his debut in Risen. Um, yeah. They also announced Fedor's next fight, which will be against Fabiano Maldonado. Oh, I saw that, but did they announce that on the Ryzen card? Because I, I didn't see Ryzenator. I thought that uh, when he re-signed, yeah, yeah, it was no, the no, Russian you're right. promotion yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's in Russia. You're right, you're right. Uh, I was conf- I was confusing the two things uh, because Fedor's last fight was on Risen. I just I just confused the two things, but you're right. It's two separate things, but they're actually supposed to be fighting on Fight Pass. So you'll be maybe happy to know. Uh, I think I'm, I'm going to take uh, some jujitsu classes. It's, nice. Uh, it's see what's uh, see what the the gentle art is. That what is the nickname? Well, that's is? judo. Judo. Judo is the judo, gentle. really? That's yeah, gentle? Yeah. You fucking throwing people. Yeah. That's oh, man. The, judo is the gentle art. Well, what the fuck? Then uh, <laughs> never mind. I want to take something gentle. I'm a fragile little skinny fuck. Um, so, yeah, I'll keep you updated on that, but I need to fucking... I, I, I just feel beat. The do you know where... Up. Do you have any idea where you're going to go? For um, no. Well, I mean, I do have a free UFC gym membership trial mm. for a month. And then there's like a lot of places where you can get free he- lessons. So I could, t- I could take, maybe I'll take a peek. I saw that the Florian School offers the free thing. So, um, so I was thinking of that or, I mean, I have two friends that do it in the city both at different places so right. well i know one of those friends is not is looking for a new home <laughs> which one so ten, ten, i mean oh actually i wasn't even uh thinking him because i didn't i thought he did it in like melrose or something oh right oh i don't know who's the other person then well my friend alicia siegel who's like a new uh young comic Oh. Actually, a, a dude that I met who was like a friend of a, my buddy who's getting married. I, I went to a bachelor party at Mohegan Sun on Saturday, and he was telling me – I didn't ask where he goes. But the other guy uh, is in a band called the Van Burens, and he does it like in Watertown. He's actually oh, like wait an a second. I'm having a total flashback right now. I'm having a total uh, – what do you oh, call and it? He's, and he's one of the co-hosts of that – the Seagal show that uh, they want us to, to do an episode of. Okay. What, that, who, yeah, what's yeah. his name? Because I think his, I met him. His name is Raj. He's Indian. No, no. Who's the other host? Alicia Siegel. This is the, these are the hosts of Seriously Seagal? Oh, no, 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 no. There's like three guys. One is named Smitty and one is Matt Spitz. And is he in that band, the Van Burens? Yeah, all three of them are actually. Okay, because I'm having a deja vu. I think I met one of. I think I met Matt Spitz recently. Oh yeah, the drummer. Yeah, yeah I think I ran into him. at I'm um, having a, like a one of those deja vus where maybe. you can't. Or maybe you're just the, thinking of his iTunes review. I don't know. That could be. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe it is. is he, he's the guy from Seriously Seagal that reviewed us? It's one of the guys, yes. Okay. But he doesn't do jujitsu. <laughs> just Raj does. Oh, okay. Anyway, those are what I'm thinking of. But I really, I feel like I need to get in shape to get in shape and do fucking yoga and 
it's good I to have it, it's good to have some sort of physicality going on before you start jujitsu because yeah. otherwise what's going to happen is it, the first two weeks is going to be fucking murder on your body and it's going to you're going to not ever want to do it you're yeah. not ever going to want it you're going to be like fuck this i'm so fucking sore and i'm so exhausted and i have no energy and i'm just getting murdered by these people who are just mauling me and fuck this but if you can get past that first two weeks, it starts getting easier. But it'll be easier if you have, if you're doing like, if you have some cardio going on, if you're doing some running yeah. or if you have some yeah. sort of other physical activity that you're doing, it will help that first two weeks. But if you go in, like I notice it if I have a layoff and I know what I'm doing on the mats. Right. So if I, but if I take like, for whatever reason, let's say I fucked up my knee and I had to take two months off. That first two weeks back is fucking brutal for me. And I've been yeah. doing this for 20 something years. So that's, you can't, there's no way around it. But if you do, if you have some other physical activity, it will definitely help. Yeah. If you're, if you're doing something, anything. Right. Especially cardio wise. Cause that's going to yeah. be, that's going to be your biggest thing is going to be your cardio to start with because everyone kind of freaks out and tenses up and they lose all of their air because they're so tense. It's yeah. life or death situation. And that takes a while to get that I'm dying out of your brain and let you slow down and focus on just doing jujitsu. Yeah. It takes, it takes a while for that to happen. So when, but when people first start, it's that, that frantic, frenetic, energy that zaps all of your cardio from you <laughs> yeah 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 so uh -huh. but the florians is that's a great place to study man i was there for uh, i mean i trained with kenny and keith for two years and then i did that was at boston brazilian and then i did six months at uh at their the wherever it is brighton i think it's brighton um, yeah, it's in Brookline. Brookline, yeah. Brookline, right. Uh, I did six months there at that, at Flowmac, and they were great guys. Their, their guy during the day, Alex, who, uh, I think, he was either a purple belt when I was there before, I think he was a brown belt. He was a brown belt when I was there before, and now he's a black belt. Alex. Cool. I can't think of his last name, but he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Keith Keith Florian's a really good guy. That's a that's a, a very solid place to study. You're not going to get any bad information over there. Yeah, you're going to get really solid jujitsu instruction there. Cool. So well, um, I, it comes highly recommended. Um. I'm stoked, man. That's great. I, I hope you, I hope you do it. I hope you follow through it and through with it and, and check it out. I think that you'll, I'm going to give it a shot. Once you get past the first few weeks, you'll love it. <laughs> or you might yeah. love it right off the bat. What else was I going to talk about? Oh, I don't know if you heard the, um, the, uh, Kimbo Slice fight was announced against Josh Thompson, which is a, which is a rematch from England. Yes. Yeah. From, was it Strike Force or uh, not Strike Force? What's the other one? Maybe it was Strike Force. 
backyard uh, Miami. Yeah. But here's, here's the fucked up thing. He just got popped for, first of all, he had a terrible fight. He got popped for steroids. A guy almost died, which. No, he died twice! Right. Well, according to him, he died twice. But he's not a but doctor. He's, 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 a, he's a, a person who's, uh, uh, spitting hyperbole. Uh, all 5,000. Come on. <laughs> all right. You don't trust him? That's, he's not a doctor? He's got at least one of the letters in Dada. <laughs> Dada. Yeah. Yes, yes. Shares at least one letter, so. Uh, uh, he was in a hospital for a fucking over a week. No, after. right. But here's what I'm saying. Imagine if he actually died. If oh. he actually died and he's not coming back and that's the end of his life. And then Kimbo Slice gets popped for steroids. How fucking terrible does that reflect on mixed martial arts? Not what at kind all. Of... <laughs> not at all. <laughs> You're just being a dick. <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm okay, I'm not the death part, but Kimbo Slice getting popped for steroids. I like, what Kimbo Slice Kimbo does? Slice being popped not for steroids in a fight where another human being passed away. So the guy died, and they're going to... Yeah, no, no, I wasn't answering to that. I, I was just saying for the steroids thing. Because the steroids thing isn't even a fucking big deal. Texas, did you know what his punishment is? It's a two-month ban and a $5,000 fine. Right, which in Las Vegas would be two years. In Las Vegas, it would be two years. So it's all of it's very suspect. It was a 90-day suspension that he got. Uh, but the point of what I was saying before is... How bad does it reflect on mixed martial arts if Dada 5000 died and in the same fight they saw that Kimbo Slice had taken steroids? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you beat this guy oh, I know. on steroids and then he died. That reflects very poorly on mixed martial arts. That's the whole point of what I was trying to say. But, yes, that's just going to be a freak show. I don't really think there's... Anything that appealing to me about this Mexican slice fight? Uh, no, I, I have no interest in it just, at all. It's going to be a big event for Bellator. It's in the UK. Jeff Koscheck is on it. They're going to probably load it up with. Well, it's uh, against it's the rematch against Paul Daly, which is the last time they fought. Paul right. Daly sucker punched him after the after the fight when they were getting their hands raised. Yeah, that's that's true. So this is a rematch from that fight. And I don't think I see it going Daly's way. Uh, I think Koscheck still has plenty of piss and vinegar left in him, whether, you know, it's not UFC caliber piss and vinegar, but um, I think he's going to dispatch with Daly as right. as competently, if not more competently, than he did the first time. So, yeah. um, so I don't... Uh, uh, I'm going to try and get this out before Friday. What's today? Tuesday. So I'll try and get this out before Friday. But Friday, I'm covering Bellator. I'm very sad that you can't go. I wish that you could go. Um, I, I'm still, I'm still, uh, I'm still in. I haven't heard back from them. I, yeah. I, I was, I, I've emailed I mean, I them even, over and over and over again. And then the last email, I sent two to two different email addresses. The last one, which was a couple of days ago. And I was like, look, Dude, I've I been, my co-host and I have covered a whole bunch of events in this fashion. I had planned on having him by my side and to do oh, it this dude, way. I mean, I, 
and it sucks that uh, they didn't go through and that the email thing went through and I just had to like I started this new job they put me on the spot a little bit because I hadn't heard back and it, at the time I think it had been three four days when did you hear back middle of the week last week yeah something like that like I was right there when they were making the schedule. It's been about a week. It's been about a week, somewhere in that. A week. So I didn't want to fucking be shit out of luck in two. Seconds. No, I know. I don't. I don't blame you for it. Take. I just. It's just a bummer deal. And I haven't even got confirmation that they <laughs> would give it to you either. So yeah. uh, there's still that looming uncertainty. Um, yeah, and and knowing my luck, it probably. Something that would go wrong. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry, sorry you can't be there, but I'm excited that I'm going to be there covering Bellator for the first time. Hopefully, it's the yeah. the first of I many hope. times that we can go cover it together. Um, I also I don't. Uh, Tim McIntyre sent me a message today. I don't know if he sent it to you as well. I got it. Yeah, possible. Uh, yeah, fighter. There's a there's fight. a fighter that's the uh, an up and coming fighter that's looking for some sponsors, and we might. We might get on some uh, some walkout T-shirts from some up-and-coming fighters, which hopefully will help get our name out there. Hopefully they would do what the intended advertising purpose of it is. Uh, and uh, Sell some dude wipes. And, and get some, that's right, <laughs> dude wipes on MMAniacs podcast. Yeah. Um, but, um, so do you think that Benson Henderson makes history? Do you think that he becomes the first WEC, uh, UFC, and Bellator champion? In I Mexico? think so. I think uh, I think I think he's going to beat uh, Kreshkov. I think he's going to do it, and I I think uh, I think Pitbull's going to I think Pitbull's going to take it over uh, Corrales. Um. And I don't know much about those are the only two. Yeah, that's the co-main and the main, but yeah, should be much about the rest of the, Oh yeah, Evangelista Santos, who's the ex-husband of uh, of Christina Cyborg Santos. Ooh. So Evangelista Santos is on the on the card against Brendan Ward, who was. Uh-huh. Uh, Brendan Ooh. Ward was Brendan Ward. at one point was going to fight. My stablemate Perry Filkins from Team Link, because um, they were they were they had both advanced, they had both made their advances in the Bellator tournament. Uh, I think it, uh, I, I think mm, I think they were at middleweight. I, I, I think they were middleweight. I think they were one eighty five. Um, but Brent, he and Bren, Brennan Ward had both advanced in their bracket. And they were going to fight, and then uh, and then Perry never Perry never fought again in in the UF uh, Aaron Bellator, and uh, oh Michael Page Michael Page is on this card. That's uh, I don't. That's all the main card, the prelims. I don't know a lot of the guys on the prelims, but we have a couple. Team Link has a couple of guys 
who are fighting on this card. Um, and I don't know either of their names. <laughs> uh, Matt Secor, I think, and uh, I think it might uh, Mike uh, Mangan, I think might be Team Link guy. There's a guy from our school, and there's a guy there's a guy from Team Link Hookset, and then there's a guy from Team Link in Worcester. That's or Team Link in Ludlow, one of the two uh, <coughs> that are fighting. Oh, Tim Karen. Tim Karen is a, is a guy from our school. Right. So, uh, yeah, so covering Bellator, I have one of my training partners, uh, who's also the matchmaker for Combat Zone, Ryan Fenley. He's, he's also got his Bellator credentials, so he'll be there too. So I'm going to try and get him to come over and call it with me. He normally writes an article. He does the online, uh, an online, like play by play for, uh, it's not, uh, for at Mass MMA. So he does the online play by play for those guys. I'm going to try and see if I can get him to come over and do that. And I don't know if he can focus on both, but see if I can get him to call the fights with me because it's going to sound silly, but for me just sitting there going, he just got hit. That guy got taken down. <laughs> It would be a weird dynamic to have one one person doing it. I guess you could do it, which is if I don't get someone to if I don't if I can't get him to come over and do it with me, which I guess is what I'll do. But it probably won't be nearly as interesting as having two guys do it. So, well, you let me say this, Nick. I'm just putting this out there. Um, I don't know what your day is like, but the people should know. If you show up early, you can actually meet. Vanderlei Silva and Hoist Gracie will be doing a, a meet and greet. So really, where I'm at? Too much pressure on you, but maybe this you is can... at Bellator. Yeah, this coming Friday. Oh fuck! I'll be there at fucking noon if I have to go see that. Jesus. Well, I mean, you saw the line. I've, for I've never met. I would love to meet Hoist Gracie. That'd be that'd be really cool. <laughs> see if we could get him to do. This is Hoist Gracie. You're listening to the MMA Maniacs podcast. The MMA Maniacs. This, this, this is Hoist Gracie. You're listening to the MMA Maniacs podcast. Yeah, fuck yeah. it. We don't need him. I'm not going anyways. I'm going to stay home watching on TV. <laughs> I got it. I got this. <laughs> we could, we could uh, say, uh, Silver, I'm sorry that the, your grappling tag team podcast partner couldn't be there. And I'm sad I'm missing you on two fronts. That's the, you're, so you're watching the fights too at home yeah. on Saturday. Well, because I have to work all day and uh, they'll be starting up like as soon as I get out of work. Oh, no shit. So you'd miss some if you, if you drove up. That's too yeah. bad. That's too yeah. bad. Who wants to drive 45 minutes after working all day too? And this yeah. is, and not only will it be all day, but I'm working Tuesday to Saturday straight without a day. God so, damn. Um, yeah. Like, That's it, tough from going to no job to working six days a week. That's what I'm saying. It's six <laughs> days a week on my feet from eight till six or after six. So it's uh, literally taking a little bit of an adjustment. Yeah, so. for sure. Hey, uh, my internet crapped out. I don't know what happened, but anyway, I was wrapping it up anyway. 
I was just talking about Paul Andrew making us Brazilian themed snacks for a 198 party. All right, okay, brother. Nick, well, well, I'll I'll miss you on this very festive mixed martial arts weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'll try to touch base with you tomorrow, or we'll keep in touch with texts and all that stuff. So. All right, brother. I'll talk okay. to you later. Do well. Night. Take it easy. Thanks. All right, bye. Thank you. Bye. That's the end. Now we get the MMAniacs podcast brought to you by Team Link of Hookset, New Hampshire. They're located at 1338 Hookset Road in Hookset, and their phone number is 603-641-3444. Their website is www.teamlinkhooksetnh.com. Uh, I've been training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for about 20 years, and for the last four years I've been training at Team Link, and it's one of the best schools I've ever trained at. Um, there's a lot of great instructors over there. There's no knuckleheads whatsoever. A lot of people there that are trying to help you get better at whatever it is that you want to study. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, boxing, kickboxing, mixed martial arts, karate, whatever it is that you want to study for martial arts, they've got somebody there to teach you the right way to do it. Uh, so if you go there, you tell them that the MMAniacs podcast sent you. They'll give you a free T-shirt and 30 free days to try out the school. Uh, again, their phone number is 603-641-3444, and their website is teamlinkhooksetnh.com.